Welcome to the Amanda Rollard Show, where we work together to support abundant living in all areas of your life, body, mind, family, finances, and community. Come join us and get your salt back. Welcome, everybody, to the Amanda Rollert Show, where each week we talk salt. And salt stands for supporting abundant living today in five areas of our life. We want to talk about supporting our minds, our bodies, our families, our finances, and our communities. You know, when we talk salt, we are asking ourselves, what am I passionate about? Am I passionate about anything, really? Or am I just existing? When we first started Salt Talks almost a year ago now, we kind of level set on an understanding of the importance of salt in our lives. We talked about how salt was traded back in ancient times as a currency. So it held value. It was used as a preservative years and years ago. So basically salt preserve something, whatever it's preserving, it makes it last. It keeps its integrity. We also need salt to flavor our foods. Otherwise, we would be eating really bland and tasteless things. And we need salt in our life to help regulate our bodily functions like our nerve and muscle activity. So the bottom line, guys, is we need salt for life. If we live a life without passion, We are living a life without purpose and without salt. Even biblically, in Matthew 5 and verse 13, it says, You are the salt of the earth. But if salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. So, guys, We cannot lose our salt. How can we impact the world and make a great difference to anyone if we lose our salt? But you know what? I think we've all been in a place in our lives at one point or other, we may have lost our salt. And that verse reminded us, how do we get it back? We have to be intentional. We have to be on purpose. We have to have passion in our lives. If we have passion and purpose in our lives, then we can influence the lives of other people. So my question today is how do we desire to make a difference in the lives of other people and leave them better off for having had interactions with us? As I was preparing for this week's podcast, I was thinking when we impact others' lives, what we are really doing is being a hero to other people. And we are all called to be heroes in this adventure that we call life. So stick around for today's episode. I have invited some very special guests as we talk about what being a hero to others really means. And I'm going to share a hero in my life, and I can't do it without the help of these special guests. So stick around, everybody. Let's talk about heroes. Hello, everybody. Uh, Boy, do I have a special surprise for you. Today, I am so blessed, so very blessed to have my four sisters here with me to do this podcast on what a hero really is. Sisters, 
Hey, hey! Howdy, howdy! Awesome. Love you guys. I am so happy that you are here to join me. I need to introduce you. Our mom and dad had five girls. No boys, just us girls. So let's take it from the top. We've got the oldest, Tammy. Hello, everybody. I'm so happy to be here. Awesome. Awesome. Then I was the second child. So you know how that goes along with that second child. Then we have our third in the bunch is Jennifer. Can't wait to talk to you. Hey, Jenny. Thank you. And then we have Julie. Hey there. How are you? Awesome. Thanks, Julie. We're doing good. And then the caboose is baby sister Donna. Saving the best for last. How's it going? Oh my gosh. Okay. (laughs) So differ. That that is that is exactly so Donna holds the place that Gabe the babe holds in our fan bam series. And he says the same thing, Donna. The best was last. So so the cool kids. (laughs) So sisters, welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you for your time and your talents and your treasures for being here today. So, you know, even though we didn't have any boys, we didn't have any brothers, but we did all the things that boys did in our family. Oh, yeah. Even through hay bales. Yes, exactly. We (laughs) threw hay bales. We mowed the grass. We I played with Tonka trucks. Exactly. I threw the football with daddy. We played army in the bamboo weeds. Remember with with our neighbor (laughs) and our cousin? We wrestled each other. We broke headboards because we were holding on while wrestling. Oh gosh, yeah, we did. <laughs> Dad would pull out the bicycles and and the fifty gallon drums, and we would play race sports. barrels. Race barrels, or either uh, drive the bicycles up and down the pieces of wood. The and ramps, we, the obstacle course yeah. thing he made. Yes, yeah, yes. that was. Oh fun. my gosh, all these things. We went crawdad fishing after every big rain in our ditch. In the ditch. We yes. in yeah, we did. Slip in slide. Oh, the old days. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I wouldn't so, dream of kids do that now. It's gross. And, and yet they love it. You know, what's better than a big mud pile, right? Well, we lived it. When drinking water out of the water hose was cool. Yes. And out of the well, <laughs> the well water too. The well water. Yeah. Still the best. Still the best. Okay. So I want to pose this question to you guys. How would you guys define a hero? I think the uh, the heroes that I think about just right off the bat, they always have some extraordinary ability or, you know, in a superhero thing, we think power. But if I think of a hero in a human capacity, it's that extraordinary ability to do something or carry something to see it through. That's something. Oh, I love that, Tammy. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I just think of them as our heroes as just having this amazing strength, whether it's mental strength, physical strength, spiritual strength. That's a hero. Mm, yeah, Julie. Awesome. Anybody think, else want to share? Yeah. I mean, I, I think the heroes or any hero, however it comes to mind when you think of a hero is just someone that touches your heart and leaves an impression on you and your life long after the fact of that encounter. And regardless what way, shape or form that looks like, it's just somebody that is truly important to you and does something through actions, through words, through deeds, that is a life-changing time. And it causes a life-changing event to happen to where you then change the course of your thought process or the way you treat others or what you do in general and who you are at your core. I think that's, to me, a hero. And I, th- and, and I think they have the level-headedness. They don't let things get away from them. They know that they are. they have the ability 
to know that they might be set apart a little differently, but they have the wisdom, the discernment, and they have the ability to humble themselves and not have to constantly need shout outs or something like that. So they have a, a very good insightful balance on how they not only see themselves, but how they choose to have others see them as well. Yeah, that's so good, Jennifer. Thanks for sharing. Gosh, all of you, I love our collective definition. I actually think it's better than what I found on Webster's, but here's what Webster says that a hero is. A person who is admired by others for his or her noble qualities or outstanding achievements. It can be a real person or a fictional character who, when faced with danger or adversity or any life challenges, shows ingenuity, courage, strength, sacrifice. So I think we hit the nail on the head. And I mean, I think like when we think about heroes, we think about okay, the superheroes that come to mind, is it, you know, Superman? Is it Spider-Man? Is it Batman or whatever? There's also real life heroes, you know, Joan of Arc, George Washington, you can name probably a plethora of other real life heroes. But you know what? I think there's everyday heroes. And that's why we're here today is I know that we know them. And I know the sisters and I, that's why I asked them to join me today for this episode, because we're going to talk about a real life hero that has affected our lives and for a lot, a lot of years, because we, our wingspan here on the oldest to the youngest is above. Yeah. There's 14 <laughs> years between us, but we probably don't add it up. I, I'm like, yeah, I don't want to necessarily <laughs> tell our ages, but Hey, we're really, you know, cranking in the upper quadrants here. So, so one of the sisters and I, I joined us today to talk about the hero in our life, which is our dad, our dad, Don Dimney, who has been a hero in our lives since we were little girls and all the things that he taught us how to do, what to do, and what it really meant to have salt, passion, and purpose in our lives so that we could, our buckets could be filled so that we could go and impact others in this world. So I thought it would be fun since there's five of us, we're going to share five special characteristics that we believe every hero should embody. And we're going to throw in some fun stories. We're going to show all of these stories have to deal with our dad from our memories. Some may be collective, some may be uh, personal to ourselves, but for sure, these five characteristics that we believe every hero should embrace and embody. And we're going to start with um, the oldest sister, Tammy. So you're up, you're going to share what that quality, that first quality that you believe a hero should have. And I think you've got a story to share with that too, right? I do. The quality that I kind of thought of that I would talk about today would be a good moral compass. Daddy always had that. And with mom, they kind of guided us in the way. But the story I have takes that moral compass and how he tied in a good family tradition. You know, many of us are educators out there, but uh, a lot of us in this family are educators. And so being in the classroom, we always talk about how it's important it is to read at home and read to your children and read before they're born and and all those things. Well, daddy used to, after work, and when we talk about after work, that could be, you know, really late on the weekends, or if it was during the week, and we were done with homework, and it was time, or we were still very young, and not having a lot of homework in the, in those early, early elementary grades, but he had a a little practice where he would lay down in the bed, hold a book up, 
with those straight arms while he's laying back flat uh, between us. And one of the most favorite, there were others and, and several at that, but one of the ones that I remember the best was the Aesop Fables. With that good moral compass, the moral at the end. I mean, there's there's so many of the stories, but I think about, you know, the the lion and the mouse. No kindness is ever wasted. The ant and the grasshopper, a time for work and a time for play, or or the tortoise and the hare that never give up, that slow and steady wins the race. And I I just think about what he did to get that accomplished. Not only was reading to kids important, you know, mom and dad would do that, but he took the time even at the late hours after work, no matter what job it was that he was leaving from or what business that he was shut down to come and do that. And he often would read that story and then read the moral. And then, you know, we'd talk about it a little bit and it's like, okay, got, you know, got, no, 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 another one, another one, another one. And sometimes we wore him out. There's a few times in in his tiredness. Now, who can't think about being a parent and like falling asleep trying to do something you set out to do for your kids uh, and you're dying there, but there we are begging. And, you know, sometimes he'd be so tired. He would be, you know, falling asleep in a sense while he's reading and we're over there, daddy, 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 (laughs) you know, uh, y'all hear me? me? (laughs) Yeah, he was laying between me and you with those. And yes, yes. And those arms are outstretched. So, you know, his arms are tired after just holding it. You know, it's like a constant, you know, engagement of your muscles. And then he's reading and then he's helping us understand. But but those stories, I mean, they go back and then we take them forward and then we teach our kids those same morals. So a a good moral compass uh, is a character trait that I think any hero uh, has. And daddy embodied that. And the, the Aesop fables was one way I remember him sharing it. Uh, I could not agree more with you. I love those. And sometimes in his tiredness, some other characters would come, would show and surface <laughs> in these stories. Do you remember? Oh, I love you. Yes. You know, we're, <laughs> we're tired and tired and falling asleep, you know. Uh... <laughs> oh, well. And as kids, you know, every word of the story. So when something doesn't gel or sound right, you're like, whoa, what? And that's what, what? that's Who's how we that? knew. Who's... Yeah, that's how we knew daddy was <laughs> falling asleep. And, you know, didn't he live the life of no kindness ever goes unnoticed? I mean, I can't tell you how many times our dad has lent money to people who needed it, who came to him and asked for a hand. And he always gave them that he never turned anybody away. You know, I think we're going to hit it later, but I mean, a time for work and a time for play, that kind of message goes out. I mean, we've had to live that in our own lives or we won't have Uh, the passion or the ability to carry forth the passion that you talk about in your salt talk. So anyway, slow and steady, we're going to get this done. I love it. Thank you. I love that. So number one, a hero exemplifies good moral character. Love it. I I think we need to make it, we need to mix it up a little bit. Let's go with a fun story before we get to our second characteristic. So who has something fun or lighthearted that they want to share? I think I got one, but I think I'm going to need Donna's I, Donna's input too. Donna, I can't remember if it was our first trip to SeaWorld or Jenny. I think you might have been with us too. Dad had the big VHS camera. He's hauling around and 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 he's got his shorts on. It's hot. It's Texas weather, and but he has these. You know, instead of wearing sandals, regular sandals that are flat and flip flops. <laughs> He I has these strong <laughs> sandals. And Donna, you were with me. Yes. Yeah. And he's so proud of these sandals. So if you can imagine, 
I don't know how to describe it except for the, there's no padding on these sandals to step on. There's these little prongs to, as he said, reflexology. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) with every step. Okay. So we're, we're young and we, we slide our feet into these shoes and they're like, Oh, it's so fun. It's fun to walk around. Ow, it kind of hurts a little. And all day long, dad's going to walk around at SeaWorld with these shoes on. Okay. So we get into hour one and we're going around and we're dragging dad and mom everywhere. And you could see he's slowing down just a little bit. And he no. starts grabbing, grabbing napkins from, from the restroom and these little bitty kiosks and paper towel from the bathroom. And he's making these layers in his shoes. And he, instead of dragging toilet paper around, the reflexology has backfired. Yes. <laughs> layers of napkins I have, I have never heard this story this is funny oh, we get to lunch so and he has his shoes off because <laughs> the paper towel and the napkins have pushed through the prongs it's those so, little rubber thing yeah those little rubber things oh so i love it add more layers i mean and I, you should have seen the people's faces whenever we, we would walk by <laughs> 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 Donna, it was you. How it was. You was oh gosh. Yeah. Hey, oh, that's so I good. About that same thing when I've had uncomfortable shoes, but <laughs> yeah, sacrifice for fashion. Daddy was sacrificing for fashion. <laughs> he was sacrificing for fashion. Oh my gosh. Oh, okay. Well, let's come back. We'll circle back to embracing a quality that every hero, I believe embodies and embraces and shares out. And that is selflessness. And it means putting others first. Obviously, it means going out of your way for somebody, even when you might not want to, or might have, might not even have the time or the wherewithal. And my story is, I'll never forget that Tammy and I both left, you know, the house at high school and, you know, Jenny, you were going into high school and Donna, you were starting kindergarten and, and uh, Julie was starting third grade. So there was an expanse of, you know, they were still living and raising the kids when, you know, we, we left home and went on our, you know, starting our own lives, you know, out in the world. And, but we came home, you know, on weekends quite a lot, you know, in those early days, because we didn't have kids of our own and, you know, but I was in college and, you know, my, my studies were always very important to me. And when we'd come home on the weekends, I would, you know, just bury my head when the Bobby dude and I came home and we'd, you know, do this, that, or the other, but I always did my studies. I always brought my backpack. I always had my books that I was carrying around. And I remember one particular weekend I was studying for a major test and I was actually either like had some papers that I had to write that I had to turn in. And so I was just, you know, just really into my homework and the studies that I had to do that weekend. And where we lived at the time was almost two hours away. So it was a long drive. It wasn't just somewhere really close. So, you know, when it Sunday afternoon hit and it was time to pack everything up and we, the Bobby dude and I pack everything up and, you know, we'd had a great time with everybody. You know, we had fun times, you know, how that gets, you know, the families together and you're doing this, that, and the other and eating and playing tennis. We used to go to the tennis courts and all. I just remember all these things that we had done that weekend. And so we throw everything into the car and the Bobby dude and I tell everybody bye, you know, and Dimney goodbyes, ye, they're really long, you know? So, you know, you hug everybody <laughs> once and by the time you finish, then it's time to hug everybody again. And, and then you get into the car and then, and then you back out like, 
two miles an hour because everybody is bye bye you know and, and I mean it's just that you know so it takes a while and so by the time we pull out and everybody waves waving again you know you know as we pass and you know we head out you know drive about you know a quarter of a mile get up to the road and we're headed off back home for our two-hour trip and we're driving and we're almost in the next town which is about 15 miles away at that time. So we're almost in the next town. And all of a sudden I happen to look in the, the side mirror and Bobby at that time is looking in the rear view mirror. Cause he's driving. He was, he said, Manda, I think that's your dad behind us. Now, mind you, I'm going to date myself here, but I'm going to date you worse, Tammy. <laughs> um, so yeah, I know. <laughs> This was before cell phones. And for most of you out there, you're probably like, holy cow, that's like the dinosaur <laughs> ages. But this was before cell phones. So if that tells you anything. So we were almost in the next town and the Bobby dude and I at the same time see behind us. And he was like, Amanda, I think your dad's behind us. I was like, no, he's not. What? Wait a minute. He is behind us. So and he's just like flying and pulling, you know, getting finally up, up on on us and we're like we need to pull over so we pull over and i'm like i don't know what happened so i get out and my dad is like he he gets out of the car but before he is i'm kind of walking to him he he gets to the to the back you know seat he pulls out my backpack filled with my books filled with the paper i had written all my stuff that i had been studying that i needed to turn in that very next day that i would have been a complete nutcase and my daddy found it immediately, busted into the car and was hauling it. He would have driven clearly all the way back to our house just so he could give me the thing that I would need to be successful the next day because it, out of his heart, he was selfless with his time, his gas, his attention, all these things that he didn't care. He didn't even think twice about it. He knew he had to catch us. And I will never forget that as long as I live, because until I became a parent, did I realize the love that you have for your children and you will do anything to put a smile on their face even though it means, Tammy, staying up till you can't keep your eyes open anymore just to read to your children, or if it means driving two hours because you couldn't get a hold of them on the phone to give them the thing that they needed because they had forgotten it. So a hero is selfless. Wow. Good share. Thanks, Tammy. You know, we love our daddy, right? Yeah. Um, all right. So let's recap. A hero has good morals. A hero is selfless. And let's find out what the third quality of a hero is. Jenny, you want to take us down that path? Yeah, I, um, I think of a quality that daddy always has displayed is the ability to balance and to share that. I remember a time when my kids were little and growing and it was work, 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 work. And I got to keep going and going and calling them on the road, talking really fast because, you know, my job had me between offices. I'm in the car trying to take a few moments. I remember getting back in the car and he had left a message saying, this is your father. Call me when you can. Don't forget. So I remember calling them up and um, of course him and mom always on the phone together. And daddy goes, Jenny, you know, work is great. You, you, you can work all you want, but it doesn't really matter if you can't balance it out with everything else in your life. And he goes, it's so important. He goes, mom and I've been talking that 
you know, we're proud of you. We're glad that you've been able to, to go ahead and, and have this job and go around. But please, please don't forget to stop and smell the roses. They're all around you. Take them in. Take a breath. Go ahead and enjoy and have that win of the high of what just happened in your work. But then go ahead and just be, embrace, sit, listen, listen to everything and give grace and thanks for that. And just pause and stop and smell those roses because that in itself is going to keep you balanced and keep you looking toward what you may be able to accomplish next because you have the pause in your life. You have the ability to show gratitude for what you've been given but you also have the ability to reflect upon it and enjoy that moment for what it is instead of just going, going and going and jumping back on that hamster wheel and just trying to make another buck or just trying to get to the next level. You actually reflect and be in that moment. So I love that. Yeah. Oh my gosh. There's the ant and the grasshopper. There's the, the, the reading of the fables in the bedroom. There's a time for work (laughs) and there's a time for play. I mean, he was, in his own way, going back to the same compass and uh, passing it along to Jenny again. It's so true. And, and honestly, what a great share, Jenny, because this podcast is all about salt and making sure that we take the time to have salt in five areas of our life, our mind, our bodies, our families, our community, and our finances. And I always try to say, think of it as a wheel. And daddy, his way of putting it was beautiful because if you have a wheel, if all those five things are spokes and one gets a bulge, if you're taking way too much time for your job, the finances piece, it's going to get a bulge and it's finally going to blow out. And your family's going to suffer. Your your body will suffer. Maybe your the community, your all of those things, your mind, you, you know, when do, when do you have time to renew and refresh? And all those things are so important. And I think that was a perfect story to share for us today for our salt talks, because it definitely is one that we all take to heart and a hero shows us to have balance in our lives. So I, I love it. How about we interject a little, a little fun, a little more humor, a humorous story. Donna, you got one to share with us? I do. I do. And as I was thinking of so many things, I mean, I could share a lot of funny stories about daddy as we all can, because Daddy has always had that ability to make us smile, make us laugh, make those around us laugh and appreciate his company. I mean, from, you know, doing keg stands at the grandkids graduation parties, (laughs) (laughs) you know, and the center circle at weddings or at parties, you know, and just so many things that it's just like, that's our dad. We're so, you know, it's just, we learned so many things from him and we're so proud of him, but I think of of his sense of humor because I try to always bring humor to things. But one of the things that really sticks out in me is when he was at Hilltop. And remember, his office was above the cash register and that tinted glass. And, you know, we could see above the cash register to always make sure things were going smoothly. And but they could never see up into his office up there, daddy and his partner. And so and it's like we would always Julie and I especially would lay on on that glass and just like look down and watch people for hours because it was just fascinating. But what daddy would do is um, he would take the corner of a $20 bill. And basically half, you know, cut the $20 bill in half and underneath the floor mat 
where the customers would stand as they were paying and checking out, he would stick that, that $20 bill that was a waste, <laughs> if it wasn't real. He would hang the tip of it out. So as customers would walk <laughs> up, they would see the corner of a $20 bill hanging out. And it was fun <laughs> to watch people's The reaction. jokester. <laughs> and I know, we would, we would take bets as to <laughs> how they would discover it, what they would do, and to watch people's reaction to the subtle, I'm just going to step on it and then... <laughs> And I'm tying my shoe to grab the money or <laughs> the excited person that would just like celebrate and then rip that carpet back only to be disappointed. Dude, I mean, you name it, but it was hysterical. But that was daddy. I mean, he was just so proud. And he was like, how many did we get right now? And how many today? And just like, who was the best one? And it was just so funny, but he would do little jokes like that just to bring humor. And I mean, and I learned that from him. It's like, you know, there is that balance in, in what we do professionally. I'm a big believer and a big proponent of you have to have humor in the workplace. Otherwise it's too stagnant and everyone's miserable. And so I think about that because daddy knew that gift. He knew that it didn't have to be serious all the time. You can bring humor because it definitely lightens the mode, but also it just brings a sense of a different dynamic, I should say, to, to what you do every day. And it just, you know, you get to see a little bit of, of that person's personality as well. And he knew how to do that. And it was, it was so funny to, to watch him kind of orchestrate that because everyone, everyone got a kick out of it. Oh my gosh, that is so funny. I didn't know that story either. That's so hilarious, you know, but all along, I think our whole family loves to, you know, let's play a little prank, a little, a little joke. Let's see what we could do. So I think it's just in our blood, I guess. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. I don't, yeah. Oh, the purse game too, you know, throwing the purse. Oh yeah. So many things. And you know, it's just so many things. That's just daddy. Taking, taking the cat food paper off around the can and putting it around pate meat or something and grabbing a bag of Fritos and freaking people out that is eating cat food. <laughs> taping the cat food. I remember that. Yes. Oh my being, gosh. Beating Tammy to Florida as we're driving because she took off on a flight. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. And being in the, in the, in the airport, we're all yes. sitting there when Tammy's coming <laughs> off the flight with newspapers. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. Oh my gosh. I mean, it just, these are such awesome, awesome memories to get to see our daddy through all of our lives and and the lens of a span of, you know, so many years. So just love it. What a great story, Donna. Thanks for sharing. I will share. It's not really funny, but it's something that the time that I had with dad, a lot of times, Tammy, you were with me for this one. And it's when we were younger, we were little. So really before Julie, I think Jennifer was at home still. She was a baby and uh, Donna and Julie weren't, weren't in the picture yet. But do you remember we would want to and beg daddy to go to work with him? Can I go to work with you? Can we, can we do this? And we, we could never, it was always such a busy thing. Our dad owned at one point, like seven different businesses. And he started out the um, convenience stores. So like the little drive-in grocery stores and everything. And and those are like usually open, you know, seven in the morning till 10 o'clock at night. So, you know, when it was summertime, we would get to go what we would call lock up with daddy. 
And what does lock up with daddy? Well, he would have to go and empty the registers, count the money and make sure there was enough starting money for the next day. But what it meant for me and you was that we could go run around in the store and it was dark and, and all these things. But then daddy would always, and this was at that food town north location mm-hmm. I he know would what say, say it's time for a little treat and he would go into the freezer and he would grab some van- bluebell vanilla ice cream and he would grab bowls with his red soda water and you and me and daddy would have vanilla ice cream and he poured red soda water as he called it <laughs> And we ate it and we never had to tell mom that we were, <laughs> we were having ice cream and getting sugared up with red soda water before we came home, <laughs> but we got to go lock up with daddy and those, uh, just, right. yeah. just special times, you know, a little, a little, it's okay not to be rigid all the time. It's fun to let your hair down a little bit. So loosen up. Right. So one quick note, because, and he was totally joking, but being lighthearted, you know, because he's, you know, having some tests run right now. And he goes, hey, Jenny, if you come back up here later, don't forget, just just go to Specs there. Have mama go in and, and just bring a little glass of wine for me back, you know? <laughs> I had to die laughing. And then he goes, no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> sure, dad. Sure, dad. Into the hospital we come, right? But no, how funny. Exactly. It's just his humor. Let me see. Let me tell, let me see. But good share. Good share. So, okay. So we know that a hero has good morals. We know that a hero is selfless. We know that a hero teaches us how to balance in our lives. And we're going to share number four. Our fourth characteristic, and Julie, I think you're going to share this one with us. I would say it's um, being compassionate or having compassion. I'm not good with remembering where exactly in the Bible it states this, but it's something with the Lord is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and rich in love. And that is our father. Daddy would go, and Tammy alluded to this earlier, and, and I believe uh, one of you other sisters did too. He always went over and beyond to lend a hand to someone, or like y'all said, give money in church was always great about giving money to the church. His kindness superseded him constantly. He always had his, he smiled with his eyes and he offered that smile to everyone he met. He never met a stranger. And that was the beauty of dad, his caring and his kindness and his support you just never meet a stranger. He'd be standing next to someone and strike up a conversation, get to know him. And some people look at compassion and they may see it. As, that's a weakness, but man, in the way daddy embodies having this courage and strength to turn any type of situation. If whenever he's listening to other people's stories, whether it's pain or um, he'd always think about others first and he tried to walk a mile in their shoes and he would just show this in these beautiful ways and I'm taking back in your selflessness, Amanda. It's it was always just an amazing example to see that compassion come out. And it wasn't just for human beings, it was for the animals too. Um he would just watch these nature shows. But I remember Mandy, you were on the couch studying. Tammy, I don't know where you were. Jenny, I know Donna was was around and, and daddy was coming back from locking up one night. And there had been rainstorms, rainstorms, rainstorms. And he comes walking in with the closing up the monies of the day, the money bag. And, and he's 
carrying something in his hand and it's just limp and by the scruff of the kitten's neck daddy daddy's carrying this limp little white calico kitten and mom and dad forever would never let us have pets in the house no no pets in the house and this big gentle giant here he is carrying this kitten that had washed up on the windowsill of one of the stores he was closing up that night and and he asked mama to care for it and he and mama went into the utility room and got an eyedropper and they nursed this little kitten back to life and that was our first pet her name was muffin and daddy <laughs> adored that cat in the house and now how many muffins later and a penny in the house it didn't matter if it was someone at work or at church an animal he was compassionate and just showed this kindness that I know that's such a godly trait of a hero. Oh, it is. Oh, it is. And as you were saying that, I remember Muffin. You're you're so right. And now we could not have animals in the house. Julie's right. And now they have all kinds of animals in the house. They have their little penny cat. They have their dogs that they love and they bring them in. I mean, I'm like, where was this when we were growing up? Because we, you know, all of us, we were, we're animal lovers. We'd have, we'd have a house full of dogs and cats. And Well, uh, I think about this past Christmas, all the nephews, all the grandkids, they all brought their dogs. We all brought our dogs. There were dogs running around the house at Christmas time. And mom and dad are just happy, just making sure that the dogs are all taken care of as well. I mean, times have changed, but it's just beautiful. His compassion and his love. It's just a beautiful reflection of just his graciousness and just that richness and fullness and love. Absolutely. Such a great story. Thanks for sharing, Julie. It's mm-hmm. awesome. All right. We got to lighten it up a little bit. Okay. 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 It's got, it's okay. Okay. It's I you. don't know what, I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm hearing all these things. And then I, I heard the reflexology and the little prongs in the shoes and I was about to bust out while ago. So y'all, y'all have to, y'all have to hear this one really fast. Okay. So I don't know the age of the boys when they were there. I've got, I had three at the time. They weren't far from your two last ones, Amanda, but we were sitting at mom and dad's house and daddy being that jokester and prankster and the the boys are sitting there and he sits down on the couch and he's sitting there. And of course the boys are around messing around playing and all of a sudden they just stop cold and they are looking at his feet and they're like, Dee Dee, what happened to your feet? And he's like, what? What are you talking about? Dee Dee, your toes are orange. <laughs> he's like, what? And he's like, oh, I ate too many Cheetos. It's those Cheeto puffs. <laughs> they, they already turned my feet, my toes orange. <laughs> the whole while. The boys are in like, oh my gosh, this oh my goodness moment. And we're dying and laughing behind them because when the kids stop, everybody's like, what are they doing? And and Didi's laughing and it's back to shoes. He bought some sandals. He's walking around and somehow they got wet and they were a leather that had a dye and it was that orangish kind of dye in those shoes and they got wet and he's walking around and they stained his toes. (laughs) But to the boys at that moment who were so concerned about his little piggies, they were (laughs) orange toes that 
he ate too many Cheetos. <laughs> mom, mom, Dee Dee ate too many Cheetos and his toes are orange. Forever. There's another shoe story. <laughs> Evidently, Dee Dee has some, some, some feetish. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What would Willy Wonka say? He's like, <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, I, I too many Cheetos, too many Cheetos. I, I love I it. had to do it. Oh yeah. Gosh. So, so Boy, he was stop um, and think about eating Cheetos though, Tammy. Well, every time I see them, there's sometimes that I'll just I mean, okay. Well, so with the kids, I mean, it's easy to quote things out of movies. We can finish each other's scenes, and you know, so every time if somebody pulls out a Cheeto bag, it's like uh, anybody want to eat some Cheetos? And I'll, you know, and they'll say orange toes, orange toes. So <laughs> it, it comes up. It comes up. You know, the thing that I think I you know, love about our, our dad, especially with a story like that is how quick he was, how quick he was yes. yeah. to come up yeah. with, you know, that. So uh, yeah. there you go, daddy, daddy. And so, still is, and still is, and still is. Past, still is. past memories, present still goes on. Sharp as attack. Absolutely. Okay. So a hero exemplifies good morals, selflessness, a hero exemplifies balance and compassion. And Donna, you're going to share the fifth characteristic that every hero embodies. No pressure. No. Um, <laughs> well, I, you did say you were the best for last, right? Well, I mean, I don't want to brag, but since you brought it up. Okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> you know, so, so many things, you know, came to mind when I was thinking, what is one word that kind of embodies who I think Didi is in terms of if I had to categorize it in one word that would exemplify how he is a hero in my eyes. And I think the word I chose was integrity because I think there's so many stories and so many examples that we all could talk about of Didi always having integrity. Julie kind of alluded to it earlier in her story, but daddy truly has the most kindest heart and regardless what hand he has dealt, what comes his way, what has come his way, what he has to have, you know, have endured, you would never know that people have mistreated him or have done him wrong, or he might've had a disagreement with because daddy always took the high road Daddy always allowed Christ to show through his words and his actions. You know, I can think of a few ideas and and examples right now where I would, you know, I think about how people perhaps, you know, weren't kind to him, but yet, you know, daddy would give him the shirt off his back right now if he had to. Daddy would still welcome them into his home. Daddy would still, you know, give them money or anything they needed. If they needed something because that's just who daddy is at his core. Truly the example of, of love and Christ-like behavior. And I think that's, that's always spoken to me. And it, it makes me stop and think what a precious gift that it is that he showed us without even using words. It's just by him demonstrating it and modeling it, him being who he is and always impressing upon us, do the right thing, do the right thing, tell the truth, get it over with, be honest, 
show integrity, you know, doesn't matter if anyone is watching physically, you know, God's watching and just, you know, kind of giving those examples and helping us remember that while we might feel defeated and deflated here physically in this world, God sees our heart. God knows what we do and, you know, he's the ultimate judge. So it really doesn't matter what anyone else thinks, says, or does, you know, personally, you know, I think so many times when I screwed up and did things that I'm, I'm, you know, mad at myself about and made poor choices, you know, my fear was always, oh gosh, you know, what is, what is mom and dad going to say? Daddy, especially he's going to be so upset and quite the opposite happened. You know, daddy showed that love. He showed that compassion. He showed just, you know, it's, it's the reassurance of, you know what? Yeah, you might've messed up, but I love you. And this is how we're moving on. And it's just, I, it just speaks to his character and people that don't know him. Once they got to know him, that was quickly discovered of just his genuine heart. And, um, that is one thing I'm very, very proud about is because daddy has such a big heart. And when you get to know him, you get to experience that. And we definitely have the advantage of being his daughters of getting to, to see that in so many ways. And I can't think of a better example of integrity and Christ-like behavior than daddy in, in his heart. And he's one to tell you too, real quick when he makes a mistake, because he's not too proud. And that's again, another trait that I admire about him because no one's perfect. Uh, no one's trying to be perfect because no one is, but it takes, it takes someone with courage and integrity and guts to say, you know what, I messed up and I'm going to fix it. And, you know, um, I learned that from him and I'm just, I'm, I'm very proud to have witnessed different examples along his journey and um, even every day now still just learning from him. But um, he is definitely a man of character and a man of integrity. And I'm proud to to definitely be his daughter. Absolutely. Yes, he is. And you know, Donna, that was a great testimony to us all because you're right. A lot of times when we thought it was going to be a lower the boom because we messed up, it was quite the opposite. And, you know, I think that's kind of a something that we we've come to learn about our heavenly father and you're right. Our, our father exemplified that because our heavenly father wants us to come even when we've boo-booed and he says, you know what, you got a chance to do this again. And, and you're so right. Daddy exemplifies that still to this day. Wow. What a great way to wrap up our five characteristics of a hero. But we have to share another great funny story or fun story. And Jenny. Do you have something you want to share with us? <laughs> yeah, this just, I have a lot, but this just happens to be of late and it has to do with his, his true of heart, his love of his life, his soulmate, but how we just made it funny. So when I, you know, I, I moved in here temporarily like mid June. Okay. And I'm like, okay, you know, we're going to have these healthy eating habits. I got my air fryer. I got this. Well, you know, dad will get busy and he's going driving for the day and he comes home, you know, with his little white bag in the morning um, before he leaves one morning. And in it, I look and 
mom's like, oh, those are just some like little like healthy sausages for the day. And I look and there's a pecan pie, you know, those little metal <laughs> pecan pie. Yeah. And it's the one from, you know, from uh, Vincent's up there. And I don't say anything because I'm not here to crack the whip. I mean, you got to have good balance and we deserve that. But I was like, hmm, note to self. So I'm like waiting. Dad, you know, goes off. He's driving for the day, comes back. I think mom, she cooked that night. We had a good meal. And then we're sitting around the table and it's probably like nine something and, you know, clean the table. And I'm like, oh, man, we didn't have that snack. And mom's like, what snack? And I'm like, I saw in the bottom of that bag, we had that little, you know, that pecan tart in there. And, and I'm like, and mom's eyes were like, his mom loves me, you know, and dad, they're always like pointing at each other. Oh, he likes it. Oh no, he likes it. You know, and they're like covering for each other and snickering back and forth. So I'm sitting there going, well, it's probably late. We shouldn't have it tonight. And dad goes, what mom goes and they point at each other and like and i'm like well we're gonna play a little game i said it's called odds and evens okay i said we're gonna do three rounds i said put your hands behind your back and i said if we end up with an even number after three rounds even starts with an e and sweet is what we get you know double e if we get an odd number at the end of this then we're not gonna get it and mom's like okay it's like okay so you know i'm like on the count of three, instead of like rock, paper, scissors, it's like captain says your hands behind your back. You can only play a two and you can only play a one, all three of us. So that's the only numbers you can play. So round one, you know, I'm like captain says, okay, dad pulls a one, mom pulls a, I pull a one and mom pulls a two. So obviously that equals four. four. So we're on even. So round one, mom's like <laughs> snickering like a little kid, <laughs> like she just won the slot machines. <laughs> four she's like I'm like no we're not done yet we got two more rounds so then I know those two because they they like talk and they know what's going on so mom's like in her head I know what they're gonna do they're gonna play the same thing they're playing it safe right same thing round two you know um dad plays a one I play a one mom plays a two so you got four again four plus four is eight we only got one more round going right because we got a suite that we're coming to round three I'm like yeah I don't have the heart to do it but yet I do <laughs> so, I mean, they're all excited. They're rejoicing. Mom, I mean, mom's in tears and stitches and daddy's too. They're like basically rejoicing already. And then <laughs> I laughed so hard because I decided to throw it all off. And dad, you know, he plays his one, mom plays a two, and I play a two. <laughs> and they're like, is that odd? What is that? What? And mom goes, we're going to have another round, right? And daddy goes, well, of course we are. There's always another round. We're gamblers, aren't we? So, so dad, dad goes, dad goes, okay, Glory, Glory, look at me. Glory, there's one number from a two and a one. He goes, we're on 13 now. If we all play the same number, we're going to get to even. And mom's like, look, and you know, because she doesn't want to screw up, like thinking this is like do, do or die. So we're, and I'm like, okay, captain says, and we all pull out a one, of course, and then it's 16. So mom's like, so excited. She goes, I'll go get the knife. I'll go get the sweet, a little treat. You know, we're cutting it up. We're all divvying it up. Big <laughs> glass of milk. And, but it was just so funny. And it not only showed how they're always like in each other's heads, but they were also like, like concocting on how they're going to go ahead and get what they want together because everything they have, they share with each other, including all the way down to their phone number when it rings at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. That is so true. <laughs> that was true. That wasn't planned. Oh, yeah. I called dad the other night and his phone's ringing and I, they pick up on mom's phone. I mean, it's the strangest <laughs> thing, but they share everything is all synced up. 
It does. And you know what? That's a great story to wrap it up. It's because of their love. And my gosh, they they are in November, they're going to be married 60 years. So their love is deep. Um, And I think that's another, you know, if we want to have a bonus six, uh, a hero knows how to love and knows how to teach how to love. So I think we all learned that from our, our daddy, who is our hero. And it doesn't matter I'm sure y'all will agree with me. It doesn't matter how old we all get. We're still our daddy's little girls. And he is our forever hero who has taught us good morals, who's taught us how to be selfless, who's taught us to be compassionate and to have compassion, to have balance in our lives and to to have the, the highest of integrity and to love with his whole heart, his soulmate, with his whole mind with everything he has. So I hope, and I am so grateful that you guys have joined me today to share what we believe a true hero embodies. And I, I am just so happy that my sisters have been able to, to join us for this podcast. Sisters, do you have anything you'd like to say before we sign off today? Any final comments, any final thoughts? I hope I can start hearing like, uh, Hey, sister, soul, sister. <laughs> oh yeah! What is that song? That's Moulin Rouge. Rouge. Yes, Moulin Rouge. I, Elvis, Man, bust out! For, oh, bust out some Elvis. He's always walking around the house, uh, singing that Elvis. I love it. He, oh, he, he loves Elvis. Nurse practitioner today. How he had uh, met Elvis back in the. 50s. Oh, he did. He met Elvis when he was twelve years old. Um, I snuck him in. Oh, yes, he did. This is true. True story. True story. Well, Andy, thank you. Thank you for inviting us. Oh, you're, you're, uh, oh the, the gratitude is mine. So thank you, Tammy. Thank you, Jennifer. Thank you, Julie. And thank you, Donna, thank for helping you. to bring our hero to life for our audience. And, uh, you know, it's important that we we really be a hero in the lives of other people, because no matter how simple, no matter how we live an everyday life, we are really being a hero in this adventure. So thank you, everybody, so much for joining us for this week's episode of The Amanda Rollert Show. Tag us on Instagram, DM me, share with me some of the heroes in your life. And we hope that you have a great rest of your week and come back again next week for another episode of the Amanda Rollett show. Bye everybody. Sisters sign off. Tell everybody. Bye. 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 Thanks for listening to the Amanda Rollard show, a podcast to get your salt back. Share this episode with a friend and tag us on Instagram. See you next time.